Hello, everybody, and welcome to Stories RPG, where we play games and tell stories together. How are you all doing here? Good. Great. Great. I got the Max Good Name crew, the Star Sworn crew. You know them. You love them. Let's run it down. Let's start with the wizard at large, Wallace Q. Wallace. Why don't you read us through the lines of your character sheet, Wallace? I'm Wallace Q. Wallace. I am a human wizard. I dream of developing my own spells. I can be talked into bad ideas. I can't stand bullies. Max Goodname is my best friend. I'm excellent at casting spells. And recently I got this pretty cool thing. It's called uh, the Stars Run Sign, and it is called the Staring Sentinel. It's a basilisk that grants me a freezing touch. And what that means in the game is that I can raise a roll once per game when someone is being kind. All right, excellent. And you can use that pretty much whenever. It's just you can only use the raise a roll once a game. But you can use that power pretty often, uh, as we've seen. And let's go next to Corley Anders. Hello. Hey, Corley. Hit us with your uh, character sheet. I'm Corley Anders. I am easily spooked, but excellent at healing in wards. Max Goodname is my heart song. I stand out because of my kind spirit. I dream of peace and harmony for all. And I also have a star sworn sign, just like my friend Wallace. My star sworn sign is the mother bear. I can turn into a magic grizzly. I can also raise a roll to protect someone once a game. Ooh, magic grizzly. Very nice. Corleanders, the cleric and healer. And finally, the man of the hour, Max Goodname himself. Why don't you hit us with that uh, character sheet? I'm Max Goodname, the human knight. I dream of being a hero of the realm. I'm excellent at sword fighting. I can't stand injustice. Uh, Wallace Q. Wallace is my best friend. I once won the King's Tournament. And my star sworn sign is the raptured knight. I can encase myself in steely magic armor, which means that I can raise a roll to do something alone once per game. our heroes you flew your airship towards the ancient fortress city of bastion but were shot down by astrotech drones as you approached those drones sent by the radiant lord powered by captured starlight succeeded in taking down the ship but you managed to salvage a landing thanks to your old friend cast the dwarf and all his dwarven allies they brought you into the mountain and caught you up to speed the radiant lord has taken over bastion He's expelled everyone who doesn't agree with him, and now he has cut all travel in and out of the city. 
He's punishing anybody who disagrees with his new policies, basically his whims, whatever he wants. And he has promised to activate a powerful ancient Astrotech in the heart of the mountain. It's an event he's calling the Ascension. A group of young Star Sworn volunteers that were working with Cass have volunteered to go destroy the drone controls hidden beneath the city, while Cass smuggles you into Bastion proper to stop the Radiant Lord. He brings you to a secret elevator, but you are confronted by a Star Knoll's mole, inhabited by the star sign of the Lonely Pitman. You manage to stop the mole and free the stars within, allowing you to take the elevator up into the city. Once inside Bastion, you found the entire population gathered in the town square, where the Radiant Lord emerged from a portal. Turns out he is none other than Parlo the Pink. Powerful star sworn, wanted criminal, and Max's former mentor. The crowd kneels before Parlo's magic, but you remain standing in an act of defiance. Here we go. Parlo raises his hands, um... Again, most people are kneeling, but you're not the only one still standing. There are a few others uh, with sort of defiant, grim looks on their faces, but he ignores it for now. Parlo, the Radiant Lord, raises his hands, and he says, People of Bastion, today we take back the world. With me, you're safe. No longer will anyone look down on us. We will be the rulers of this land. We will be kings. We will be lords. And um, guys, do you feel the mountain rumble and the world sort of lurches under your feet? Whoa! Whoa! Everybody, the crowd all screams with you. Everybody's nervous. And then Parlo throws up his hands again. I give you the ascension. And now the entire city of Bastion rumbles and cracks and then starts to rise into the air. The fortress, the tip of the mountain, the heart of Bastion City itself, groans and breaks away from the earth. Some people cheer, some scream, and some just cry out as you all start floating skyward, suddenly as light as a leaf on the wind. Oh, oh no. Is it just the tip of the mountain, or is it the whole mountain? So Bastion is a fortress city, and it sort of has expanded sort of down the sides, but the core of it, the ancient city, is maybe a half mile across at the very tip of the mountain. And that's the part that's broken away and is rising now. And the crowd is uh, all of a sudden kind of like some screams, and they push forward, because they're trying to get away from these jagged edges of the city. And um, you can get a peek behind you. You're not that far away. And already you're maybe a thousand feet above the ground and still floating higher. The wind is a gentle roar in your ears. All right. And you also said that there were others who weren't kneeling. Do any of them look familiar? None of them look familiar. And everybody halts again. As the commotion dies down, Parlo finishes his speech. In a few hours' time, we'll be over the castle of the king and queen of Northland. We will rain arcane fire from this fortress and scour them from the earth. Then I'll rule and you'll be my court. Together, we will reign over this world. He finishes his speech and steps back, disappearing through the portal which fades to smoke behind him. Uh, but before he does, you see he gestures towards the largest group of standing people and um, whispers something to a, a, there's a willowy woman on stage with him, one of his guards. He whispers something to her and then disappears into the portal. So he's gone? Yes. Oh, oh I should have rushed him. Uh, how big is this floating piece of earth that we're on? 
So it's maybe a half mile across. In the center is sort of the keep, which is the castle within a castle. It's sort of a one big stone fort right in the middle. And around it is sort of the remnants of the town square in the market, the old temple. Um, just, a, yeah, like I said, a little chunk of the town, the oldest part of town, the original fortress, you're assuming where the Astrotech was actually built in, is all rising. And um, actually, when you look at the edges, you can see the part that's rising is sort of um, bordered in this starlit crystal that's um, kind of pulsing with pink every now and then. And the crowd breaks up around you, but you see that willowy woman in some of the guard drones. They're uh, rounding up everybody in that big group who didn't kneel before Parlo. They seem to not have seen you way in the back, or maybe you were just too small a group to bother with. But that woman is hurting a group of 10 or 20 or so people. It's hard to tell through the crowd, but she's definitely corralling them with some kind of magic towards the edge of the city. And, uh, and as you watch, you can see the telltale glow of the star sworn mark on her forearms. Now, how many people are hurting up the people? Sure. So it is the willowy woman. And then it is um, a handful, maybe five or six of the guardian drones, which are all kind of take different shapes, but they're about human sized. Some look like tiny tanks. Some look like bugs. Some um, look like kind of vaguely human robots, but they're all made of just stone and crystal. And they have the Astrotech cores that um, you've seen and kind of learned about from Lady Bronzewind back at the conservatory. Okay. So like six, seven total people in their, in their rounding up. What? I would assume more than that. Yeah, maybe 20 or so civilians. And um, the crowd is dissipating. They want no part of whatever is about to happen. They've been sufficiently beaten down by the Radiant Lord over the time. But you see she is pushing them magically towards the edge, or towards that lip of starlit crystal. And beyond is a dizzying drop. The ground is scrolling by. And you can tell that even though it doesn't quite feel it, the fortress is moving fast towards North End Castle. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not very interested in standing by and letting a whole bunch of people get pushed off. Uh, Max, yeah, I'm gonna rush right into that. Max, wait, hold on. Did you did you see that? Like literally holding his arm back. Like wait, wait, wait. Now he's, now he's got like a star sworn thing on her arm. I think she's probably controlling those other things. So I feel like if we go for her first, we're gonna be way better off. Absolutely, and we're all star sworns too. So let's just get into this. And not all star sworns are bad. This one seems pretty bad, Corley. Do you want to come up with a plan? Well, yeah, she you is, don't know she that is shoving yet. people off know. the cliff. So you, you edge a little closer, but you guys do need to remember that the drones are controlled by the, there's a drone control, an Astrotech drone control under the mountain, and that's what Cass and them are doing. So you think they'll be shut down soon, but that's, uh, that's up to them. Ah, you have ah, to deal with Parlo okay. himself. And that part of the story is in the sort of the companion chapter that we will put out on Patreon once this is done. You can kind of play along with this story. But for now, you guys see that woman. And as you get a little closer, as the crowd thins out, you hear her shouting, You will not bow before the Radiant Lord. You are beneath him, beneath us. And now I am forced to put you there. And she raises her arms and there's these big gusts of wind. Max, what do, what do you want to do? Uh, I immediately switch on my star sworn power and turn all all steel. And I say, there's no one below Parlo the stink. And I unsheath my sword and I charge. <laughs> all right. As you run towards her, she kind of sniffs at you and says, 
Who is this metal man? I am the Windbreaker. And she throws out her hand, and you are pushed back, and one of the people in line, one of the people she's gathered up, is pushed back and flies off the side of the floating mountain and starts to plummet. How far down? Is there time to get them? They're flying now, but we're going to put it on a drama clock. Oh, no. I hope that person doesn't fall. The person is falling. They are they are maybe 10 or 20 feet down already. That That's happened. Um, she is holding you at bay currently. Whatever her power is, this woman who's calling herself the Z-Windbreaker, she can um, generate a lot of force with her wind there. So this is a drama clock. You guys have three moves. You need four successes. And on top of that, you need to save these people, save the falling man. And just maybe defeat the Windbreaker. Well, well, shoot. All right, so what I want to do is try to make myself look like uh, a portal is opening and I'm now part of the pink and I'm walking out. Oh, that's, that's really a good. really good illusion. I am, as you know, a master of illusion. I dream of developing my own spells and... I would say this lady looks like a bully. And how do I feel about bullies, guys? We don't a big like them. Don't like them. No, I don't. Now, I have I have another question. Everybody else that was kneeling, are they all aboard on this or are they just complacent? Because he he was Parlo comes in and he's saying, you're all going to be kings and I'm going to rule over you. And people aren't like, well, that's not really being the king. They're all going to be servants. Yeah, so you've seen, from what you heard from Cass and what you can see around the city, there are sort of these drones, there are all these big banners with the falling pink star. Um, You get the feeling that Parlo, as the Radiant Lord, has indeed cowed all these people. Anybody who had any fight in them, really, was already kind of expelled or imprisoned. And everybody who's left is um, just quick to hide once the uh, smoke clears. But if we could raise their spirits, would they be willing to join the fight? Oh, just maybe. That could be. But for now... Maybe if to somebody were to sing to their hearts and their spirits and lift them, it could really change the tides. I don't know, but we got to resolve this Wallace move first here. All right, ready? All right, Wallace, give us that roll. You got three dice. Wow! Okay. (laughs) All right, that's cool. That's a five, a six, and a one. We take the high roll of a six. That is a unmitigated success. You appear all of a sudden, Wallace, you're gone. And in your spot is this swirling portal. And Parlo steps through. What are you disguised as him say or do? I do a come over here gesture to the willowy lady. Uh, and then I say, but. The windbreaker? Um, the windbreaker. windbreaker. Wait, Wallace, this is the perfect opportunity to get in a Parlo imitation uh, instead of Oh, I Wallace do the Wallace. I'm gonna do the Parlo. I was gonna tell them what to say. <laughs> we can we can do it either way, but now I kinda wanna hear it. My impression of Wallace doing Parlo. <laughs> Come over <laughs> It's hard to do Wallace doing Parlo. <laughs> Come over here. We gotta talk. But of course, with your unmitigated six success, your illusion is perfect, including your voice, regardless of what it may sound like in real life. She pauses confused and then walks away from the prisoners to uh, talk to you. 
but we have to resolve the falling man if somebody wants to take a crack at that because he is falling in real time. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know if you guys remember, but um, I did a lot of really important studying before I left. Um, and one of the books I read was about feathers. Um, and you may or may not know that I um, learned a word about turning a whole man into a, into a feather. <laughs> You turn him in, I, I as light not. as a feather or into a feather? Oh, of course, as light as a feather. We can't turn a man into a feather. Come on. So um, to help him kind of catch that breeze and float gently to the soft valley of Bastion. Sure. You guys are really hauling now. You're over sort of the farmland in the middle of the kingdom. Yeah. So if he was falling slowly as a feather, presumably he would fall. He would land in somebody's cornfield or something. Yeah, he'll be fine. So um, let's let's uh, let's see if we can roll for for feather boy. Um, I am excellent at healing in wards. Okay, and I, can give, I can believe this is a ward. You're protecting from falling damage. Yes, of course. I dream of peace and harmony for all. Um, yep. Falling and splattering isn't very peaceful. And I'd like to say that um, I have a kind spirit, so I would be rescuing somebody from a certain... Certain doom, sure. Doom. I, I can take that. That's three dice. So why don't you go ahead and roll us those three? Are you ready? Roll, yeah! roll, nice. I got a six. Oh, I got a six. Yeah, that is it. a six. We're Heck rolling yeah. sixes tonight. Corley, what does it look like when you feather fall this man? Imagine this. Picture it, if you will. Have you We're ever ready. seen a morning dove bobble its head yes. on the roof of your house? Yes, very cute. They make that beautiful sound when they fly away. People think it's their call, but no, it's actually the sound of their wings. What does it sound like? Mine was kind of a It's kind of like this. It makes that sound as the man is falling, that whistling sound. But he just makes eye contact with me and Max's good name. And all of a sudden, his beady little eyes. Why does he have beady little eyes? They're scared. Your eyes are beady when you're scared. His beady little eyes start to relax. And all of a sudden, his body starts drifting. And you wouldn't even believe it if you were to see it. It's like head to foot, swaying up, swaying down, gentle as a falling feather, gentle as a snowflake. He is adorable, floating to the ground. Feather, feather, float and sway, drifting dust in old sun's ray. Light as laughter, sweet as smiles. Drift you down through endless miles. Now that the falling man is resolved, we can kind of go back into real time here. We have Wallace as Parlo, who's currently distracting the windbreaker. And then we have Max armored up, ready for business. Okay, so the other people, they're pretty close to the ledge, or they still they're 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 away. backs to the edge. Yeah, they're right there. And was the windbreaker <laughs> pushing them like one by one, or was she pushing them in like a column? She pushed the first one because she was annoyed. Corley has a fix for this. Don't worry. All right. Well, uh, Max, good name, sits down and takes a break. <laughs> no. Max, no, Max is still there. Max, I assume you are ushering people away from the edge. Yeah. 
with the time you've been bought. So it's kind of on Wallace at this point. Wallace, how did you want to resolve? Did you have a second half to your plan or is distracting her enough? Yeah, I mean, I was just, what I was going to say to her was, look, I was rethinking this. We could throw these folks off the ledge and let's just say, yeah, I like it. But what if we tried to do a little re-education, if you know what I mean? I have some other plans. And then I tried, and then I'm going to try to leave with these guys. Okay. I mean, I like that. If you want that to be the move, we can do that as the move. I think your parlo voice is getting much better as you go, actually. I just tried to do a parlo impression instead of instead of a instead of a Wallace doing parlo impression, which is too hard. So let's just say, like you said, Max kind of started forward. Um, the windbreaker looks confused, and then Parlo himself appeared, and he calls her over. She puts the drones on standby. The drones and Max sort of facing off. She goes to the fake Parlo that is Wallace, and Wallace, you lay that uh, plan on her. And you kind of turn, you start to walk away full of confidence. So let's see the role here. Uh, so I would say that I can't stand bullies. I'm excellent at casting spells and I'm a master of illusion. Is that enough for three? No, you can do three, I think. Roll that die. Ah. Ooh. Ooh, so ah, close. close, close. That is a four, a one, and a five. So that is a mixed success on the current move when she's not sure if she buys it. I guess I'll use my, my reroll because I need a double success, right? So I'll use my once a, t- a day reroll. Yeah, your voice cracks a little bit and you kind of cough and then do the parlo voice again, but hopefully this time better. Yeah, there we are, there we are. That's your six you needed and you could use your once a game to raise a roll So we'll raise it up to a double success. The Windbreaker fully believes your story. She allows you to start walking away with the captives. As she approaches you, Wallace, uh, disguised in your Parlo costume as you are, as you start to walk away, she's saying, oh, I thought thought you were in the keep. I thought you were finishing the ritual. And she stands there sort of a um, a little confused with the drones. Oh, Max, it is drone time, baby. How close are these drones lined up? The drones are kind of bunched up, and uh, the windbreaker is sort of standing um, near the edge of the near the edge of the thing near the drones. But we don't know what her star swarm power is yet. I think we do. It sounds like she controls wind, <laughs> or does she break wind? Oh, Ooh. it's a stink. That, it's a stink power, actually. That makes sense for a pile of the stink. That joke stunk. <laughs> He likes that. Wait, was that intentional? <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, I thought you guys would get to that joke way earlier. It was definitely intentional. <laughs> nice. Wait, so can we take her star sworn power away like we've done with animals? Yeah, 100%. Wait, can people take our star sworn powers away? Yes. yes. Oh, no. Not mine. I'll freeze them. Um, and the windbreaker has their back to me, and I can just like maybe run over there and put her into a full Nelson and bring her over to Coralie to be sung at. Yeah, you could certainly try. All right. I'm going to then. That's, that's my play. All right. So she, she heaves this big sigh. She loves using her wind powers to blow people off the edge of stuff. It's like her favorite thing. And now she doesn't get to do it. Then Max full armor creeping up behind her. Give me that roll, but let's do your lines first, actually. All right. Well, I'm definitely, 
thinking I dream of being a hero of the realm uh, is going to come into play here. I can't stand injustice is also probably going to get me a role. Uh, and I am in my star sworn. I think I'd probably get one for being the raptured knight. Yeah. And your steely armor would definitely help with a full Nelson, I think. All right. Well, here it goes. A lot of sixes tonight. See where we're at. Oh, my goodness. Another six. We are. We're so good. Ding, dang stars. So I start creeping up, and then when I get about five feet away, I go into a full sprint and go right in, snag a nice little master lock, and start walking her over to Coralie, being like, oh, man, boy, you really messed this one up. She hisses, and she says, you cannot do this. What? Let's release me. I am the windbreaker. Well, you're using your powers for evil. So unless you can convince me otherwise, we need to stop you. Because you're helping Parlo, and he's about to do some terrible damage to this world. The king of North End deserves it. Parlo is the radiant lord. Use his right name. Never. Uh, And the king, the rightful king, is a good king. A king that I serve willingly. Coralie, she's fighting, but you can still do this if you get a good enough roll. Yeah, you know what? I um, did take that sip of water that Max declined, um, and I'm feeling I'm feeling ready to sing. Okay, so let's look at your sheet here. I know your classic star sworn singing abilities. You got your kind spirit. You have your peace and harmony for all, and I think just those two right now. Well, I would argue quite effectively that <laughs> Max' good name is my heart song, and I'm actively helping Max Goodname with this particular peril. And and you're helping with a song. You're helping your heart song with a song. Yep. Ooh, okay. Take the three. Go ahead and roll them. Are you ready? Oh, it's really oh, bad. Oh, it's so bad. Oh. No. All twos. That is a two. A Deuces. two and a two. You reach out and when you you try to lay your hand on her you try to sing free this constellation but she's had enough you dare touch me in a massive burst of wind blows both you and max away from her and you both lose one heart oh ouch she starts to rise into the air on an eddy of her own wind she's floating now the wind whipping at her clothes and she says i am the windbreaker and you will all fall before me. And she's, the wind starts tugging at your clothes, and you can tell she's going to try to blow you off the edge. Max immediately drops dead weight um, and gets flat with the earth to prevent against pushing. Yeah, you fall, you skid a little bit, and then you manage to roll over, and you kind of grab onto the cobbles of the street. Okay, I'm scared. I'm, I'm quite easily spooked, so um, I don't think as fast as Max, and I feel like I start to take a little tumble. Coralie is rolling towards the edge. Paper help? She's rolling towards yep. the edge of the city. Max, you hang on. Peeper. Peeper. Oh, Peeper is there. Does Coralie roll past me, or is she already farther farther enough away that I can't just reach out and grab it? I think because falls. you were behind you were behind the windbreaker and Coralie was in front. You are in opposite directions of each other. Wait, she's blowing from all directions? Yeah, she's a star swarm. Very powerful. Peeper. So Wallace, you hear the commotion, and as soon as the uh, as soon as you get out of sight, you um, let the people and they all kind of escape into their homes and into the understreets, and you can start to head back 
Um, meanwhile, Peeper, the giant strange frog creature, has also been blown across. He is on Corley's back. Peeper, did you want to make a move? I don't. Can you translate? Can you translate for me, Corley? He says yes. Okay, Peeper. Do we have a character sheet for Peeper? Peeper doesn't have a full sheet, but uh, and you can do this when you're playing at home too. If they want to have friends who make rolls, you know, you can just give them a few traits, right? So right. What, what do you want to do exactly, Peeper? Oh, Peeper might need some help from his friends to so decide. So Peeper's what big to eyes, do. he's going to try to temporarily blind the windbreaker. Is that right? Yes. Temporarily blind the windbreaker so she can't continue this windy escapade. Okay. I say that's two dice for Peeper. Peeper can always get a two die roll to use his big eyes. A dive per eye. That's what dive I always say. Roll those dice. Yeah, just don't roll snake eyes. Oh, Peeper! Yeah! Peeper opens wide. He's got these big sticky frog feet. He clings to the cobbles. He takes a step forward against the wind. Another step forward. His rubbery skin is rippling in the breeze. His eyes open wide, the lids flapping in the wind, and this blinding flash cracks out and the windbreaker drops to the ground unable to see rubbing the dazzling light out of her eyes and she's temporarily stunned what about the wind effect the wind is not gone completely but it does die down yeah wallace is back now and i'm i would say wallace is back as wallace okay wallace is back wallace you come around the corner just in time to see the windbreaker get get um kind of flash grenaded there if you come in and um what do you want to do if you can get your uh your basilisk freeze on her that definitely makes it a lot easier for corley but that has no range attack i have to get close to her right how far am i away now like 100 yards or something something like that Uh, yeah the whole city is not that big you're sort of on the outskirts um when it lifted the old where the old and the new city met only the old original fortress was lifted so it's sort of this jagged edge um, and you're sort of on the outskirts there. There's half buildings around you. Everything's kind of crumbling. And um, yeah, you you can definitely close the distance if you want to make a roll for it. I'm going to just try to get up to her, but I'm, all I'm going to do is try to cast an illusion um, to make so that I'm soundless. Ooh, that's interesting. We've never done that before. All right. But I, I don't see why not. You can do audio illusions. I don't see why you couldn't muffle mm-hmm. a sound. One thing about me that you might not already know is that I am actually a master of illusions. So I do think I would be good at this, and I dream of developing my own spells, so not that worried about the fact that it hasn't been done before. And I do still feel how about bullies? Hate them. Yeah, that's three, and you didn't get blasted by the wind earlier, so you're still at full health, so you get all three dice. Let's uh, let's roll them. Oh my yeah, goodness. Wallace. Six from Wallace tonight. Her dice are on fire. His dice are well, on fire. Wallace does a lot of dabbing right now, but she can't see it. Wallace dabs all the way up to the windbreaker and lays a hand, that hand glowing with the power of the stars. The windbreaker is locked in place. Her wind picks up, but it's not powerful enough to blow you away now. Corley struggling against the wind. You sing your song to free the trapped spirits. Star-sworn, star-sworn, I set you free and skyward born. Star-sworn, star-sworn, I set you free and skyward born. 
you sing and you see this constellation of a uh, of a raging tempest. This cyclone constellation up her arms glows and is slowly is released skyward. And at the last second, it blasts free this tornado of starlight. And you are all knocked down as it escapes further into the sky. And you guys are already so high. This thing just... And the windbreaker slumps over unconscious, but still alive and well, but missing now her star sworn constellation. Do we know how Cass and their team's doing below? You don't know yet. So you guys managed, you got, you get the windbreaker tied up. Well, is the windbreaker still bad now that she has her star sworn taken away or? Cause I've been curious about like the mole was the mole actually bad or is it driven mad by the star sworn or is it being manipulated by parlo you think it's probably the second two definitely you take on some aspects of your star sworn the stars that choose you of the constellation but there's also an element of maybe that constellation chooses you because you have those aspects but Mm. definitely parlo as the radiant lord you've heard has had the ability to influence star sworn influence these astrotech drones he seems to have a, um, a strong command of all this star sworn power. Should we talk to this person that we've tied up? Should we try to get Parlo? Getting Parlo, getting the Radiant Lord is your mission. So the Windbreaker is out, and you know from what she said earlier, Parlo is trying to finish the ritual in the keep in the center of Bastion. You can see the keep, it's sort of, it was built out of the peak of the mountain there. So you guys start walking towards the keep, and everywhere you go, there's uh there's signs praising the radiant lord, but you also see shops are boarded up. Um, anybody that is on the street after the display this morning is has their eyes down. Um, armed thugs stand on every corner. Some of them are astrotech drones, and some of them are just uh, armored ruffians, the sort of uh, people that Parlo would um, hang out with back when you were a squire, Max. Just sort of kind of kind of hoodlums, you know. Uh, robbers, crooks, mercenaries. He's sort of um, out for money first and anything else second. And you can see how Parlo's message would appeal to them. And so they're on every corner there. They don't really pay you any mind. I'm assuming you guys are, you're not covered in magic armor anymore as you're walking through the city. Sure, I'll take my magic armor down. Um, every time we, we walk past somebody with their head down, though, I want I want to give them words of encouragement, tell them to keep their heads up that this this is going to get better. They don't seem to believe you. So as you guys go through the city, you see, now that you're in the old city near the keep, the ancient stone of Bastion, you can see uh, it's actually veined and streaked with the same crystal that's on the edge. And all that crystal is glittering with starlight. And occasionally it seems to pulse with pink. In all the veins of crystal, uh, they seem to converge somewhere inside the keep itself. And there's a dry moat around the keep, and it's filled with broken blades, swords, and axes, maybe 20 feet deep. Now, these broken swords and axes, are they from people trying to smash these crystals? No, the crystals are sort of kind of running everywhere. These iron and axes are more like if somebody tries to jump over the moat or falls in the moat, it kind of just like spikes at the bottom to dissuade people from trying. So as you get close, the keep seems to be empty. All of uh, Parlo's soldiers are out patrolling the streets. And all you can see from the outside are more of this old stone wall sort of veined with this glowing crystal. And the only entrance is a thick iron oak drawbridge that is um, down right now, actually. You can walk across 
and the keep seems to be empty. All the soldiers are out patrolling the streets. You don't see any signs of the drones. And as you pass through those first uh, thick crystal veined walls, you come into a courtyard. And then this is the first kind of a real sign of wealth you've seen in this keep. It seems more defensive than anything, but in here, um, there's marble statues, all the features worn smooth with time. There's giant hedges kind of bristling with flowers and trimmed into the shapes of centaurs and harpies and stuff. And you see the structure of the keep itself in front of you. It's this long three or four story tall, basically just a big rectangle with a slate roof. And on either side, it's lined with these stained glass windows. And all the windows have scenes of old battles and heroism from days long past. And in front of you are two like giant three-story tall doors and they're set with iron shields and they seem to be closed but not locked. Beautiful. Do you guys think that we should just bust through these doors? I think we should just knock. Okay. Um, I put on my full steel and I knock, I knock nicely on the door. Uh, the door swings open and uh, you kind of blink. It's a little dark inside but you, you edge in you can see the entirety of the keep is just one big room. The stained glass spills strange colors across the floors, and there's twisting pillars holding up vaulted ceilings. Um, up on the third floor, a balcony rings the room, and you can see there's Astrotech drones up there, all shapes and sizes, all different bearings, all standing at attention. And at the far end of the room is Parlo the Pink, the Radiant Lord himself. He is perched on a throne that seems to have been carved out of the mountain itself. And in front of him, all the twisting veins of starlit crystal come to a single point. All those little curves and and, um, swirls of crystal you've seen all leading to the keep all converge on this one spot. It's an arc that curves up from the floor and ends in a glowing crystal moon, maybe about the size of a, a watermelon. And Parlo has his hands held over it. There's pink energy radiating from him, and it's pulsing into the moon, into that crystal orb, and down through the veins and all throughout Bastion. And the second the door opens, uh, Parlo, not looking up from his crystal, uh, I thought you'd come, Max. They always look down on me, look down on us. Don't you remember, Max? Yeah, I remember being downtrodden, but... I also didn't come out and just start manipulating people and stealing stuff that didn't belong to me. You remember being hungry, Max? You remember the grass soup and sleeping under the wagons? And he kind of sneers, and the pink light in his hands is brighter and brighter, and the drones on the balcony begin to stir. Yeah, I remember being hungry, and I'm still hungry. Hungry for justice. <laughs> I see you, Star Sworn. You're all, you're all Starsworn. I can feel it. I can feel Starsworn. I, Max, I can feel everything. I can control everything. I know you're here for your king and your country, Max. I know you're here for all those people that left you to rot in the street when I took you in. But join me. Join me instead. You can be my right-hand man again, Max. A lord instead of a squire. Add your Starsworn power to mine. We can focus our energy and Bastion will blaze North End Castle off the face of the earth. Yeah, I'm, I'm not blasting this kingdom off the face of the earth, uh, but I will join you if you're interested in using your powers for good. 
You know what sign chose me, Max? It's the mad sculptor. You know the one? He made the most beautiful works any man has ever seen, and they were squandered by the rich. The stories say he died penniless, a pauper and a fool, never appreciated his time, and it made him crazy, they say. But I say it's crazy to be angry when anger is just. No. No, it's the sanest thing there is. Is it crazy to want the world to look at you without sneering? No, Max. No. I didn't expect to be given the world, just my fair share of it. But that's past now. Now, I can sculpt the world to my liking. And now, I think I'll take the whole thing. He stands up, and his regal attire, all these trappings of the Radiant Lord you see at his waist, he still wears the faded pink wrapping of the old sword, the same one you kept all those years back, and the same one he stole on the Iron Penance. And he draws it now, and he levels it at you. And he says, Last chance, Max. Join me, and you'll live like a king, and so will your friends. And will never be looked down on anyone ever again. <laughs> hey, Max, I think that he got that fool part right. You know, there's more than one way to prevent yourself from being looked down at. You don't just have to just push people around. Give them something to look up to. All right, Max. Tell you what. Fight me alone, and I'll keep my drones back, and you keep your friends back. You're an idealist, Max. But let's see who's the better man here. Here at the end of the old world. You know, for a second there, I really thought I had convinced you. When you went, you know what, Max? I thought you were going to say, you convinced me. Uh, yeah, I'll, let's do this. I draw my sword. So when you draw your sword, your magic armor, your star power, your star sworn ability, you begin to glow. And that sword you got from the king that, you know, it's a fine sword, old steel. It burns to dust in your hand. And the magic steel of your armor flows down into your palm and it shapes itself inch by inch like liquid metal into the most beautiful greatsword you've ever seen and all at once all at once it's solid and heavy in your hand a magic sword to go with your magic armor all right parlo let's see whose steel is true Ooh, that was a good one. Thank you, guys. Yeah, that was a ton of fun. Thanks for having us. I can't wait till next time. Next time, we will be the final episode of this Star Sworn arc. Max and Parlo the Pink, the Radiant Lord, Wallace Q. Wallace, Corleanders, all the drones, the Astrotech over the city, going to destroy the kingdom, or is it? We'll find it all out. And uh, two weeks. And until then, please check us out at patreon.com slash stories RPG. Hit storiesrpg.com. You can get the books. You can get the play along games and all kinds of good stuff there. So, uh, you know, check it all out. And until then, take it easy. See you next time. Bye. Bye.